0: Y'all, welcome back. I am genuinely so excited right now. Uh, My man Eric is here, very much the king of the show, and we are lucky to welcome back Clay. Uh, He was on once before. I'm sure all 28,000 of you listened to that episode, so you're well aware of who he is, but he is still kind of a newbie, uh, kind of a rookie or a rook, if you will. Hey-o. Guys, hey, guys, guys, kings and kings and rooks. All right. So yeah, we're gonna be talking, uh, talking about the best game out there, at least in my opinion. And I think I could say at least certainly the best board game. We're talking about chess. And honestly, I wanna lean in kind of the concept of luck. And does does luck really exist in check in chess? And then you know, kind of just jump off from there. But to get started just to just to kind of just just put it out there march madness is back and i've been i've been kind of locked in i wasn't expecting to be y- y'all excited for this have you been watching at all
1: i mean yeah i'm really excited for this i literally took tomorrow off of work so that i could watch basketball Hell yeah. i <laughs> came to hang out with my brother sort of a tradition we watch basketball together and it's uh it's it's one of the my favorite sports days of the year quite honestly
0: i love it i really yeah it really is Clay, do you care that much? I feel like you've never been like a huge basketball guy, but do you care that much?
2: Not a huge basketball fan. Very happy that we're getting back to some normalcy. Um, so I'm yeah, stoked dude. for that. It was like it's been a calendar year, I think, since uh, all this wildness started. So I'm down for anything that seems. Uh, Familiar. So yeah, don't
0: dude. Don't uh, yeah watch Madness. It has been quite the wild year. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I kind of, you know, I, I love chess just personally. Clay, I know you and I used to play chess a ton on like chess.com and such. Uh shout out if anybody does want to friend me on chess.com, all like seven of you out there. Uh Raiden 2, but spelled T-W-O. R-A-Y-D-E-N-T-W-O. Friend me. We'll play. I don't give a shit who you are. Let's play. It'll be fun. Here's what I found out about chess, though, in my research. Do you guys know that originally uh, the chess board was way bigger and there were way more pieces? I did not know that. I, didn't they used to play with like human people moving around on a board? Some places did. The, the original Ooh. setup was supposed to be war. It was supposed to be the queen didn't exist. It was a counselor. Pawns didn't exist. It was your infantry. Knights were the cavalry, which kind of stayed the same. Bishops were elephants which needs to come back because that shit's awesome. I, I want like a, if I get a chess set like yeah. custom made, I want that. And there were chariots, which were the rooks. But in, in certain countries, pretty much what I'm finding is every country back at back in the day had kind of their own variations. Some places had up to 30 pieces or more per side. Like, games would last forever. Dude, can you imagine a 30 piece game? It's, dude, chess already takes forever. Like, it, it, it's, it's crazy. But what I kind of found, more or less, was like the early 11th century, the game was really widespread, and some official rules started to get put in place, and, and every country started to kind of you know, agree to it slowly. But by 1849, the Staunton Chess Set became the standard. That's the one that we all know nowadays, Staunton Chess Set. So here's kind of my first question, not the official quiz, but first question. What do you think the oldest chess set that we have found is? What century did it come from? They rumor that it goes back forever. Like they, they, no one really knows when it started, but the, the oldest chess set that we have found still intact. Okay.
2: Is uh, ninth century. I was going to say
0: nine. Let's Close. go 12th. <laughs> 12th. 12. 12.
2: Holy shit. 12th. Yes, sir
0: Uh, (laughs) it was discovered in the 18th century the the pieces were carved out of whale tusks and ivory it honestly looks pretty badass like it like honestly if you gave me all the modern tools that i had right now like clay like uh, uh, this is set up in your room like with all that i couldn't come near to the set like it's honestly like really really nice have have you guys ever seen though like like the stupid expensive chess sets like even the modern day ones have y'all ever seen these not really, no. Really? Man, I, <laughs> I Googled. I've, it. Seen, I've seen some online that are like some
2: custom jobs that look, dude. I mean, different cast iron pieces that are painted every which way, like Civil War theme or Spartan yeah. Persian theme. And they can get pretty pricey, man, like <sighs> thousands of
0: dollars. Dude, you ain't kidding. Uh, there's one that was a tribute to Sun Tzu's Art of War. Solid gold pieces decorated with diamonds. It, <laughs> dude, the guy that made it put it up for public auction. The highest bid was 700,000 pounds. And the guy goes, nah, it's not enough. And he walked away. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. Like they, some of these get it. They get it ridiculous. There's,
1: and here <laughs> I am with like a Simpsons chess set being like, this is nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got a 10 in one board game set. It's like chess checkers, Chinese checkers. It costs like $12 at Walmart. And I'm still like rating easy, but e- easy. You know like down, calm, calm down to these pieces, bro. We only got one king per side. Now there's another one, dude, uh, this jewelry store collaborated with this other jewel Royale and Boodles, which is a design company. They made an amazing set the, just the one King piece, just the one K 18 karat gold. And it cost 55,000 pounds like $70,000 for just the king, y'all. Damn. Yeah. The entire set, you have to order it, it. It takes like four months to make. The entire set is is a poultry, a reasonable 1.3 million pounds. For a fucking chess set, man. Wow. Doesn't even come close. There is a even bigger one. It's made with real pearls. White gold all over it. Pearls for the tops. The kings and queens have real diamond headdresses, and, and uh, what's the, the what does queens wear? Tiaras. Tiaras. Real mm-hmm. diamond tiaras. With that four million dollars. Yeah, it, it, gotta I, have some deep pockets. I just can't imagine. Like, would you ever even play that? Like, if you were gifted a, if you were gifted a set for like two grand, would you ever play it?
2: Uh, rarely, dude. I would not want to mess it up. I can't imagine four. Yeah. Million dollar one—it's one it's almost
1: an investment at that point, right? It is like—I mean, yeah. I, I, I would assume
0: it. you would just yeah, you would sit it somewhere and just watch the value go up, or at least you would hope so. But I mean, there are like thousands—like maybe not thousands—but I did find literally hundreds of chess sets that were like fifteen hundred dollars or more. Like there's glass sets and wooden sets, even those giant chess sets like for your backyard or whatever. You know the ones like the pieces are like three feet tall. Like, dude, I want one of those. That brings me early on, guys, to this week's quiz. Hey-o. Hey. hey excited what is the largest chess board ever made 10 acres <laughs> my that's bad my, they, uh, that's actually not even wrong if you count the human games that were played with live horses back in the day they actually had fields that were i mean 10 acres maybe not like huge i mean what's the largest you can pick up the board oh. and put it back down <laughs> Okay, um, okay, good. Because I was thinking like, oh, you play on a football field.
2: Yeah, like let genuinely because ra- yeah, there were plenty. Rain there. in rain in my estimate a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Seven feet? A little bigger. Ten feet? Nineteen by nineteen feet. This oh, thing's amazing. massive. It's it's amazing. It was made in Canada. It was like a, a gift for like the some medicine company, doesn't matter, but it's huge and it's awesome. Next question. <laughs> What's the longest, officially rated blah blah blah, longest chess game that's ever been played? How long did it take? And we're talking hours. How many hours? Mm, 120
2: hours.
1: Let's say like 39.
2: 20 hours. <laughs> 120
0: hours. Good God. A long time
2: to stay awake. A lot of defensive yeah. moving. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, if you allowed napping and food breaks, maybe, I guess. Wow, that's crazy. I just Uh, want to underbid, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right, last question. Uh, Grand masters of chess. It requires you to reach a a chess rating of 2,500. I am currently in 1,100. So I'm making my way. I'm getting getting closer. What's the youngest person to ever reach grandmaster status? Is
1: that Bobby Fischer?
0: Uh, no, but he was really, he was like 15, I want to say. And that gives you a clue, younger than 15. 12. Is this person Russian? <laughs> uh Name's Sergey Karjakin. So I'm thinking, okay. sound. So yeah, let's
1: say, let's say 10.
0: <laughs> 12, actually. Clay Nailby. <laughs> nice, Clay. Nice yeah. Dude, on the flip side, uh well, actually, I'll f- fuck it. One last question just for bo- bonus round, bonus round. Hey. Oldest person to ever achieve grandmaster?
2: 77 76
1: <laughs> God damn prices right rules 88 e wins.
0: Oh, hey. oh yeah it's it's ridiculous man like the, the, looking into these chess ages like there was a 9 year old uh, a couple years back that beat a grandmaster they weren't ranked like they were only like a ranked like 2300 so they didn't give the 9 year old grandmaster but literally beat like one of the best It's it's crazy. like have you guys, did you guys play chess like a, as kids? Like, I don't remember playing that young. Do you, do you guys remember like when you first played? We had a
2: chess club at Hyde Park in fifth or sixth grade. No way. Yeah, I, I joined it. It was after school, and that's kind of where I learned to play, and we played a lot. Um, we probably played through middle school a lot too. And then, honestly, Joe, you and I played in college and beyond. So, dude, it's, it's kind of a game I've always enjoyed. Um, it's, it's like the most equal game, you know. What I mean, everybody gets yeah. the same thing to start with, and uh, it's fun. I, I ever since I was in grade school, I've, I've always enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, Clay, I think you're right. I think that is where most of us learn how to play chess. I think I learned a
1: little before that, but that is an interesting thing. Like, when and why do
0: most people learn to play chess? Dude, is interesting, right? My son, age five, his school, they all play chess together. Like he came home one day and was just like, dad, do we have a chessboard? And I was just like, oh my God. Yes, we do. Are you sc- are you serious? <laughs> like, so, like I dropped everything. I was so excited. But like, I think it's a, like, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not going to act like I'm a, I'm a scientist or even anybody that understands like how mentality works. But I think it's a good thing to teach kids. Like at an early, early age, learn to plan steps ahead. Like You know what I mean? Does that, does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Strategy is a good, always a good thing to learn.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Patience, understanding what different things do different have different functions yeah i love your take on this already because clay it is thinks about it the same way kind of i do strategy and attacking but you even before we started recording and again right now you still went to the mentality and the emotional piece which is underrated in my opinion it's not something that because because if i make a bad move i flip out i I, you know what i mean like when i realize like oh son of a man i managing that has to be just a key role to becoming i mean anything better than a meddling 1100 player that I am. I, I think that's huge. How do you actually learn to control emotion? You know what I mean? How do you even go about doing that?
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> experience as much as anything, right? Like think about how we grow our emotions, controlling our emotions as we age, right? Like we experience things and we learn, oh, this is how I react to this. And so maybe I do want this to maybe I do want to react this, maybe Maybe I don't want to react this way. And you just sort of get used to processing those emotions and then maybe not acting on them the same way, one way or the other. Right. Like it's, Mm -hmm. I imagine it's similar to that.
0: Recognizing the triggers and then you're trying to sort of insulate against them. Or
1: almost as like, you know, um, you know, if you're a kid and you get a shot in your arm, right. The needle freaks you out. You're scared. You're like, Oh, I feel this in my arm. It hurts. And you remember that pain and it lasts longer than as you get older, you know, this is going to go away in two seconds. It's not a big deal. Right. So almost in that way, you know what I mean?
0: The, this too shall pass. It, it, yeah. It's relevant. Almost always. Huh? That's interesting. Cause all right. Wow. That's a good, clearly you guys started younger than me. Like I remember playing chess, maybe age 12 ish. Like I remember, I remember playing battle chess on the computer. Did you guys ever play that? Where like the, the, the pawns and the pieces actually like fought each other yeah oh, that dude was awesome man. it was yeah. so, like blew my mind <laughs> back in the day um that's a fun version of chess i can see why i like the human one there's but an like even
2: the, the crazy view.
0: <laughs> there's an even more fun or at least a more modern uh game of chess and it blows more than just your mind guys can you guess where i'm going that's right it's porn chess it's a real game you can buy it online right now you can literally <laughs> when the pieces take the other pieces they they take the other pieces uh-huh. and it's the, the saddest part is it's still like the same 90 like it's a relatively newer game but it's still like the old 90s graphics because whoever they actually talked into making this game clearly wasn't very good like you know what i mean like they probably asked the first top 10 people and they're like i'm not making you uh, nah. like, yeah. like i spent 20 years practicing coding i'm not ha- making a sex cast game <laughs> yeah
1: it's where they could get pixar level animated. <laughs> exactly <laughs> the, the budget was low
0: the budget was bishop brutal. going to town <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the graphics look like it was the same people that made you crash bandicoot like it, it's not it's not awesome but also not awesome there are dozens if not hundreds of bad chess porn videos. To no one's surprise, I watched most of them because I I am a dedicated researcher. I take this podcast seriously, so I I had to look into it. And The
2: devil's in the details, Joe.
0: Guys, everything is interesting. Guys, everything, including chess. It's actually not interesting. It's actually terrible. It literally, one of them was just like, it's like an orgy with just people that have chess pieces painted on their face. So you don't see their face at all. Their, Their face is blacked out or white it out with a black piece or a white piece. It's absurd. Like it's not even, I wouldn't call it sexy at all. It's just weird. You know what I mean? Like it's just really, really weird. Not as weird though, as some of these crazy ass chess players. Have you guys ever heard of Carlos Torre? Yeah. Can't say that I have. No, neither have I. Uh he had a weird thing. He would eat 10 pineapple flavored ice cream Sundays every day. That was just that was just his thing. It's what he did. Kind of interesting, not near as weird as his passion for being naked as much as possible. He was known to wander libraries, just kind of stripping himself off slowly. And he genuinely was arrested for being completely naked on a public bus. Like, what when, when was this dude doing this? Oh, shit. I should have written that down, but it didn't. So, yeah, but he was a grandmaster at the time. He was legit a grandmaster. Uh, another guy, Wilhelm Stenitz. Uh, this is in the 19th century. Uh, he was the first ever. World chess champion, undisputed number one in the world. Wow. He also, he he claimed that he was, he could talk to people psychically. He claimed that he could just, just dial up people just on, just with his mind. And this is in the 19th century. There's no cell phones. You know what I mean, well, apparently. That'd
2: be convenient then just call somebody up, man. Hey man. <laughs> he claimed,
0: he claimed that he would have verbal chess matches with people all over the world all the time. And and nobody really cared until he started claiming that he was having, he talked to God and he was having, he was challenging God to a game of chess. And he, he he, that might not have been so bad. Here's the thing, dude. He literally said that God declined because God was too scared.
2: They legit,
0: (laughs) they legit committed him to an insane asylum. (laughs) They're like, not even kidding. Okay. Okay.
2: God was scared of him.
0: I mean, I, 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 I feel that I intimidate God with my presence. You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty smart. And I just said, that's so stupid. All right. Next one. This guy, this guy's my favorite. Uh, Alexander Alekhine. He was reported over a dozen times in recorded chess tournaments to have pissed himself mid-match. Mid-match. He did not believe in leaving the table. If a game started, he does not leave. Not even not even if can just can you imagine if you're doing anything against another person and they just piss themselves and then carry on? I mean, I'm quitting. Yeah. That's that's a level of commitment. It's 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 like basketball level, but like way worse. It's that's way like that's I don't think that's honestly that's fair. And then uh, psych out Dude, exactly. It's so a
2: yeah, that,
0: that Dude, and then of course, everybody knows Bobby Fisher. Uh, anybody out there, Google him. He's crazier than Giraffe Dicks. Like it, even as a child, he was like anti-Semitic, but like he started talking about how the Holocaust never happened. And, like, you guys know Bobby Fisher, right? Like, you know he went yeah. he, he's just insane. He he well, it doesn't matter. He was clearly insane. But but I'm curious, what's the most angry? Did you know he he got in a couple fights one time, or more than one, anyways what's the most angry you guys have ever gotten at a game during a game at an opponent? Like Eric, I think we touched on this once that you maybe screamed at Nick over like Monopoly.
1: So yeah, I, I once attacked Nick over Monopoly, but it was more over, you know, like him being a younger brother for multiple years without a beat down. <laughs> but I would say the, the, probably the angriest I got as a kid was probably video games.
0: Hmm. I, uh, yeah, I remember screaming a lot. That's fair.
2: What one? I've I've smashed some video game controllers. Risk was was one I would get angry at, the board game Risk. So I feel like some people took out personal vengeances. I never liked that, (laughs) especially when it was against me.
0: Yeah, the team ups at Risk. Yeah. I
2: threw some fucking fits at
0: Risk. Dude, but that, but Risk, and I guess we'll just left turn here. Risk involves so much luck. Every time you attack or defend, you're rolling the dice. I mean, even just what countries you get is is a just toss of the cards. Mm-hmm. Do you think chess involves luck in, in a similar way? I would argue no. I, I I think it's why I like chess so much. I think I would argue that the, the, there's ev- everything that you do. You're in control the entire time. There is no aspect that is not your choice. What, does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd agree. Chess is one of those
2: games that's pretty fair because you, you both start with the same pieces. It's the same board. Whereas risk, it's luck of the draw where you start, ha- yeah. how you roll. Um, I've gotten on some hot streaks and boy, have I got on some cold streaks. But but in, in chess, it's more even, you know. Um, I would say the one aspect that there may be some luck to is, you know, in chess, you're taking you're thinking two, three moves ahead. And so you have your own idea, strategy, and sometimes you're opponent strategy will line up to where it gives you opportunities you may not have seen before like they'll leave a piece open or just yeah uh, so i I think there may be some uh you know advantages that are you know you can be opportunistic with in chess but it's it's one of the most fair games i think it probably involves the least amount of luck as opposed to like a monopoly or a a risk. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, I think I think calling it a fair game makes a lot of sense, right? Like, what happens on the board is fair. But I do think in chess a lot, you're sort of playing against the person as much as you are against the board, right? And so, to go back to, like, the way people process things, the way you process, you know, the way your emotions flare up, the way you react to those kind of things, like... You only have so much control of that. Some of that has to do with your upbringing. Some of that has to do with your general nature. And there is a certain amount of luck in that, I think, to say, oh, if I'm more predisposed to, you know, have something go wrong and then sort of get down on myself and not be able to concentrate, maybe in some way you can consider that bad luck in chess. Whereas if somebody is more even keeled, they don't have to deal with that.
0: Hmm. Because I would. Wow. I would argue that Clay, like even if it's me versus you, and you make a move that benefits me, I still wouldn't say I got lucky. I I would. It it is a benefit, yeah. You know, I I can play off that, but you still chose to do it. So I, I I guess I just don't consider that luck. But luck of a chemical imbalance or non, you know, whatever luck, luck of your your brain's chemistry—that is luck of the draw. I didn't have any, you know, I I didn't create myself or, or choose who to be created by. Like that, that is. Eric, you just took it so much deeper than I was ready to take it with it. But I I like that. I I,
1: I will say though, like part of what we really appreciate when people accomplish something is like whatever obstacles they had to overcome to accomplish those things. Right. Mm. So like, you know, if that is something that people deal with in chess, you know, to say, oh, hey, this is a person who came from X, Y, or Z background or, you know, like, you know, the Russian thing, right? Like chess is huge in Russia and it's a gigantic deal, but some of these people were raised in horrible situations that were really difficult like do we count that as a good luck or bad luck for their chess game i don't know
0: hmm. that they've but spr- it certainly
1: affects who they are and how they play
0: yeah oh guaranteed i mean how you react to what your opponent did is is huge obviously how you control your own emotions and how you refocus if something goes wrong all that and maybe the, the struggle because i mean i it is so popular in russia but did y'all know it was actually it was illegal in russia for a bit Really? In, in, yeah. six, in 1649, Tsar Alexei, I don't know, he banned chess in Russia. If you were caught playing chess, you were publicly flogged and put in prison. Damn. Right? But that didn't go over well. Uh, apparently not, because they're still playing and they're still really good. So, like, I don't know how long it lasted because I couldn't find the end date, but I'm guessing it was quick. But, yeah, dude, that's I – wonder, I wonder if there's a correlation. I wonder if there's a correlation just in general between most athletes – And I mean, even, you know, chess players, I consider chess players as close to athletes as anybody that's not an athlete is, you know what I mean? Like, not as much as golfers, but certainly more so than like poker players. You know what I mean? For some reason, I draw that line. I don't know why I draw that line, but I I wonder if there is a correlation between like real struggle and the eventual success if you focus, because like, it's so anecdotal, I admit, but people like Johnny Manziel didn't really focus in that hard because they didn't have to. But if somebody that knows they have to, like, like, dude, I was just listening to a podcast on uh, Michael Irvin. He has like 17 brothers and sisters. Like they had no money and that drove him to be at least on the field and his workout ethics, like crazy, like hyper-focused. Is do you think that's, a, is that a matter of your upbringing? I'm certainly it has a lot to do with it, but do you think that, do you think that's, if you have a cushy upbringing, are you able to lock in at that level compared to somebody who didn't, you know what I mean? Is it possible to, to force that? It
1: is. You just, it depends on the person, right? Like it. that is part of a personality thing. It's part of a drive thing. It's part of a focus thing. It's part of a, what somebody has taught you to do thing, right? Like the coaching or guidance you've received. So, and I don't know how, I don't know if we consider any of that luck or not, right? Like mm. that's really the question is how are we defining luck in this circumstance? Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't know. How would you define luck in any circumstance? Like genuinely, how do you mean, define luck in a broad sense? There's you the
2: roulette number right on when you bet thirty three right. and it hits on thirty three. That's lucky. Yeah, buddy, twenty <laughs> on twenty. That's me all day. <laughs> uh, hey, me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't. I I don't. But even there's like, the uh, There's the
1: quote that what luck is when preparation meets opportunity.
0: Fair, but then is it? See, that's what I I know the quote, but I don't. If you prepare really hard, then is it luck? Or is it just a, is it just the sum of your actions? That's you know? the question, right? Yeah, that's why. I, yeah, that's why I struggle to think that anything involved on the board in chess could be considered lucky. I, I maybe I'm just being you know just splitting semantics, or that's not the phrase you're supposed to use at all. But maybe you know I'm getting caught up on semantics. Maybe I'm you know nuclear visioning semantics here. But I just I can't. I yeah, can't.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're you're totally like uh, flux capacitoring. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> is I mean, is it maybe just like fortune that you don't deserve being for you know fortunate outcomes that you didn't necessarily have anything to do with? Is that luck? I don't know. Well, luck has a
2: duality, right? There's good luck, there's bad luck. Is it bad luck if you make a move and you you leave yourself open to getting taken, or did you make that choice and you're just a victim of your own decisions? So I think it's again, Eric said how you define it, but luck does have a duality. I mean, there's plenty times I've. Blamed games for having bad luck. You know, what I mean, I had bad luck. It's not my fault. I had bad luck, but in chess, you can't really do that because everything you do, you have you you make the move. That's what I'm saying. You have more control, I guess, than any other circumstance if or any I'm, other board game. Yeah,
0: if I make a move and I open myself up to checkmate, I can't say that was bad luck that you saw it. I still, you know what I mean? Like, I still did it. That's that's the, like, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, but so I,
1: like, what happens on the board is. Fair, right? Yeah, like I like said.
0: Yeah. yeah, maybe that's just the, the, the sum of me. And I think that's why I like it so much because it, every other game, like we've been playing like Candyland, like this game is fucking dumb. <laughs> this game is fucking dumb. It might as well just be called just wait until somebody quits. Like it, it's so, <laughs> it's so, we've had so, like, and that's my kids are already starting to like start fights over it. Like they're not fighting, fighting, but they're still not happy. You know what I mean? Like they're already starting to push it to where or whatever, but here, Here's what I found. Uh, a lot of dudes got into fights uh, over history uh, through, throughout history over chess games. Um, in May of 1962, for kind of a recent one, and to use Bobby Fischer again, Bobby Fischer and a dude named Pal Benko, they got into a fight after they both wanted the same guy to, ha- to be their coach. This dude, like Biz Guare or something. They, they both wanted him to be, and he kind of didn't know. So like, they literally got into a fight. Like, Fischer started screaming at him and making fun of his accent. Benko slapped Bobby Fischer. I don't know what he said. There's no recording of what he said, but he damn sure deserved it. Like that guy was a <laughs> nut job. You know what I mean? Like absolutely, absolutely nut job. But all right. In, uh, in 19, no, in, in 1035, Canute, the king of England, he was also the king of like Denmark and Norway and a bunch of other shit. Uh, he killed one of his earls after he beat him in a chess game. <laughs> <laughs> Got beat wow. by one of his subordinates. Friggin' killed him. All right, let's go outside. <laughs> Literally. <like laughs> you, you knew the rules. <laughs> dude, uh King Henry of England, King Henry I, and King Louis Sixth of France, they got into a fistfight over a game. Uh, multiple stories of what happened. Some people say this one started it. Some people say the other stuff. Anyways, they got into a fistfight, and supposedly that ended the peace talks that were going on. And rumor has it that this literally this chess fight kept them at war for like an extra 12 years, <laughs> like literally over one game of chess. Oh, it, man. It's obs- like, you know what I mean? But like, Eric, when you and your brother like screamed at each other, you got over it pretty quick. You know what I mean? You you guys aren't aren't kings of of countries. And here's my favorite one. Around 1213, Joan, the Countess of Flanders, it was the daughter of the, the first emperor of blah, 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 daughter of somebody super important. She was playing her husband, Ferdinand, Prince of Portugal, son of the King of Portugal, son of somebody super important. And she beat her husband. Ferdinand got so mad that he punched her in the face. No big deal. I mean, it is a big deal, but back then it wasn't a big deal. But here's the problem. One year later, uh, Ferdinand, the wife beater, was captured during the Battle of Bovines. And Countess Flanders was apparently still mad and decided to not pay his ransom. Oh, shit. Left him in jail for 12 years.
2: Because, well, he punched her in the face. He deserved, he deserved it. it. Yeah.
1: Let that he, be a lesson. He got 12 years for domestic abuse is what which, it sounds like. Which a lot really of about trade. right.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's so funny, dude. I love it. I, I love it so much. Like, there are so many <laughs> I'm not paying more. your <laughs> ransom. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah. Like I said, uh, the 1600s, they, they Russia banned chess. In 1959, Russia banned chess again, but they only banned it at their scientific research stations because uh, in Vostok, Antarctica, after a chess game of two Russian scientists, uh, the losing player killed the other player uh, with an ax. Two scientists, two quote-unquote nerds in Antarctica, axe fight over chess. I just, what's like, have y'all ever been that mad? I mean, e, you know I have. We've talked about that on, on the podcast multiple times. E kept me from from doing just that. But have y'all, I've never seen either one of you ever get remotely close to that. Have you? To an axe fight? No. <laughs> but I can imagine
2: Antarctica has some long days and even longer nights. So push those guys to axe fighting. <laughs> Wild,
1: yeah. Do you think part of the reason that we hear about these things in chess is because there's some sort of it's an intellectual game in some ways, right? And so it's almost like there's a little more worth involved, maybe for these people than if, like, oh, look, you're taller than me and you beat me in basketball, you know what I mean?
0: Or you won, you know, Monopoly because you happened to roll the numbers to get Boardwalk and Park Place because there is no luck. People know it was a hundred percent my fault, and I can't accept that. So I'm going to kill you instead of accepting the fact that I lost. Is that is, is that kind of where that comes from? It's an ego play. They can't they can't handle it. I would assume it's part of it
2: man for the for the wife hater yeah
0: it sounds like a big ego
2: <laughs> Shoot,
0: among uh yeah. among other things but i'm willing to bet there was so much of that going on back in the day that all these guys just had generally just had just tiny egos they were just so they needed to be so outsized. like that's a all i mean thing.
1: duels were like a common thing right yeah like the idea of pride and you know not being spoken down to or thought of differently was more ingrained in the culture in a way i guess
0: death over dishonor was was a very real thing uh Do do you think it's be like, does chess attract like the crazy focused people or does it breed crazy people? Would otherwise normal dudes that never played chess not have brought that out of them? Like these guys, like these scientists, had they been playing something else, would that have happened? You know what I mean? Like, is there something about chess that pulls that out of people or is there something about chess that attracts those types of people? I mean, easy, it could be both.
2: Yeah, I think if I was playing shoots and ladders in Antarctica, I still might get an axe fight. <laughs> yeah. uh, just Goldeneye. <laughs> oh my god, Eric. I've smashed controllers at Goldeneye. Uh, dude. Um but I, I I think there's maybe something to that, Joe. Chess is uh it because it is so fair, it, I, I think people do get their ego tied up into it. If you're if you're a good chess player, it you know, it, if you lose, it's all on you. And I think some people have a hard time swallowing that sometimes, just saying, hey, my bad. Is it, you know, oh, yeah. I think some people can't accept that it's uh, their own failure sometimes. And so maybe that's why, like, I punched his wife in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, Sorry, I keep going back to no, that. No, it's hilarious. I mean, it's not <laughs> it's, it's,
0: For anybody listening, we do not condone, obviously, but like, it's, no, it's, 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 it's hilarious that he it, got 12 years because he fucking deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. Karma is real in a way. I, uh, <laughs> oh, Yeah.
1: I do think that's an interesting question though, Joe, right? Like, is there something about being good at chess that, you know, the idea of like having to see strategy and see moves a million miles away and be able to read people in a certain way or read a board in a certain way, does that naturally attract a certain type of person who can think in that way and who processes the world in that way? And almost like a, less emotional, more mechanical level.
0: Mm. Yes. Very much robotic you, you you almost want to be, or at least you try to put yourself into that mindset.
1: Like, and is, is that unfair to say that like people who think in that way are more naturally less sympathetic by nature than not necessarily that they act that way, but their instinct is less that Ooh. because they think of the world or at least they think of the chessboard in that way. Like, can you think of a chessboard in that way and then not process the world in that way? Are they separate things? Probably. Right.
0: And if you put yourself into that mindset day after day, after day, after day, that becomes your standard, that becomes your, your standard operating procedure. And you might not be able to turn it off.
1: Yeah. It's like the inception thing where it's like, oh, they're dreaming is their reality now. Right. Yeah.
0: It just has it just overtakes. It just becomes, oh man, that's a fucking great point, dude. Cause that really might be it. It, it does attract a person that is more mechanical. But then once that mechanical outlet or that mechanical version of themselves is released, you can't get that back in the box.
1: Yeah. And it's not to say that like everybody is like that, but maybe it attracts a larger portion of people who are like that than something else would. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. There's a there's a couple of uh, grandmasters uh, going on. They're currently grandmasters uh, Magnus Carlsen and uh, oh, damn it, what's the other name? I have it written down somewhere. I'll get to it. it I saw the video on Reddit. Hikaru Nakamura. Uh, yeah, is, is it about the the opening that they purposely played? Oh my god, Clay, check this out. So uh, uh, chess has openings. Uh, your first couple of moves, every set has a name. There's dozens of different names, and they're all silly, but. A guy made up a new one on purpose. And Clay, it's the stupidest opening, bro. You move the pawn that's in front of your king. You move that up one. And then on your next move, you move your king up one. So it just just puts you in a stupid-ass position for no goddamn reason. And they called it the Bong Cloud Opening. And it was a joke, and nobody really took it seriously until two grandmasters, two top 10 players in the world, just played each other like a week ago and purposefully used it. So now the records of chess history and chess.com and chess analytics and all of that, they have to write down Grandmaster Hikaru Nakamura used bong cloud opening. It's the funniest <laughs> thing. They, Reddit got chess masters to, like, troll the world. Like It's, it's weird that, the power awesome. that Reddit has lately. That might be a whole episode we could do because, like, Reddit is... is Really pushing some shit. It's but yeah, its own thing right now. It really is, man. Like, it, it's really a thing. But all right, to, so to circle back, because I, I do want—I kind of wanted like, to keep digging on the, the mechanical nature of some people. I mean, it, we even say, like, you play the chess computer. Or, like, the, you know, if you play the computer, you can set the levels or whatever. Like, there was, in, in, <laughs> in 1915, they made a chess automaton, and they took it to Coney Island, uh, a, a dude by the name of James Smith. And a lady by the name of Emma Hadera, they named this machine Ajib. I don't know why it might've been a, it might stand for something. I couldn't find that, but point is it was a, it was a chess machine that they set up at Coney Island and nobody could beat it. And this is in 1915. Computers weren't really a thing. The idea of playing the computer and being, and if I play the computer and I set it on hard, I know I'm going to lose. You know what I mean? Like I expect that. Well, nobody could beat it. And everybody was getting mad. People are getting, you know, buying more tickets, playing more, buying more t- Well, one guy played so many times. He got so angry. That he took out his gun and he shot the computer. Oh yeah. I like Here, it. Here's here's the deal, guys. Uh, the computer wasn't real. It was a big plastic box with an actual human being inside. Sam Gonatsky, chess master, oh, who's no. now who's now dead because he got oh, shot oh, by this. By- the whole court case the whole, to scam people the whole like court L. case I is either. insane because they're trying like he's literally like it, it's it's wild. This poor bastard is like, I thought I was shooting a computer. You can't send me to jail. Yeah,
1: that's a really interesting court Dude, case. Yeah. It,
0: went, it went wild, bro. It went wild. Well, they for some reason, they didn't stop doing this because then in, in February 4th of 1929, 14 years later, they were doing it again. And an old woman got mad and she pulled out her hat pin and stuck what she thought was a giant metal box. Again, a human being stabbed this guy in the tongue. Stab this poor bastard in the tongue. Multiple more incidents of dudes getting shot. They eventually sh- shut it down in 1930 because, like, clearly the public is not ready for this. <laughs> clearly, everybody's getting mad. You know what I mean? Like everybody's getting so, so angry. It's ridiculous. It it got really weird. Um angry enough to shoot something. That that's pretty angry. I mean, isn't that though just like the 1914 or 1915 version of throwing your controller? Like, I've done it like st- specifically playing street skater on PlayStation one. I couldn't nail the kick flip to grind the indie backslide. I threw my, my controller so hard against the wall. Isn't that the same thing? Yeah. If you think you're shooting a computer. Shooting yes. Else. You know what I mean? Like if, if you think you're just taking I'm not your shooting company, the guy, <laughs> yeah, but sh- even then it's
1: not like that's your controller. It's not like, <laughs> ah, I did <laughs> you know pay for I mean? it.
0: Or at least my parents did, but yeah, this yeah. guy is shooting somebody else's stuff. But I mean, it's so much different. Like, it is just wild. Well, I, even wilder or even weirder, uh, in August of 1971, there was a chess antique dealer in London. And he had displayed his new chess set, 1971. Each of the pieces was a different couple in a different sexual position. He was fined by the courts to pay $132 for indecency in 1971. Guys, right now, you can find a all-dick chess set for $132 online. I'm positive the person that made that knows what they're doing. It's literally all giant dicks and it's exactly $132. The same thing that Trevor Stowe paid in 1971. It's hilarious. (laughs) Less hilarious and more just awesome. Have you guys seen the vertical chess boards? You hang them on the wall and there's literally like rows that come out. There's little wooden pieces that come out that you set the pieces on and you play up and down instead of like four. It looks awesome. I kind of want one. But then I remembered, Clay, you had a buddy that made like a, like a rotating 3D chessboard or something, as I recall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I actually have it in the closet. You want to see it? Hell yeah. It's oh, like, uh, to try and describe it, it's as if you took an oversized paper towel roll. Like three or four times the the diameter, and put chessboard like you know checkerboard pattern all over it, and then you can actually play like forward and backward and rotate the board as you move. Like I'm sure I'm doing a very poor explanation, but e you now see what I'm talking about? It, oh, you okay. describe it yeah. better. Than, it's it's on a rotating thing. It's it sits horizontal like a paper towel would be sitting horizontal, and you set up your pieces, and you get two rows of pawns, as I recall, Clay. Don't you get two rows of pawns so you can play forward and backward?
2: Yeah, that's the big uh, difference. Is you get two rows of pawns, and then you have one row of the it's your standard piece. rooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The knight, uh, and then the knight looks like this. So it's split. So you have four knights total. Oh, that yeah. Can separate and go each way. But you basically play in two fronts. So you have pawns that go each way. Um, these all have magnets in it. This dude named Shannon made it. It's we amazing. Call it
0: 360 chess. 360 chess is what he called co- It's it's friggin' yeah, sick. Okay. Like I I love it. H- have you guys ever played all the other stuff like the 3D boards that have like multi layers? You know what I mean? Like it, you yeah. can go up and down. It's wild, bro. Like chess, man, gets I, I can barely crazy. handle
1: like normal chess. Dude, oh, I yeah. friggin'
0: love it. That that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to play that again once COVID's over and we can hang out. Bring that wherever we go. But dude, we deal, actually played. Bro. We played four man chess that one time. That was dope. That was so much fun. That's right. Dude, that was a long game too. Yeah. E four man chess. It it goes exactly as you might picture it. I mean, it's it's just, you know, me and you across from each other, but then also left to right. And you go like clockwise. It's chess meets risk because you make like the social alliances and like, all right, if you attack there, then I can cover you or whatever. Like it's, it gets so, it it gets ridiculous. There's also a three, man chess game that's a it's like a, the board is circular and you can kind of play towards the middle like i couldn't follow it it doesn't i couldn't i, I couldn't make sense at all but like I, I guess what i really want to try and nail down with all of this is that would you at least consider chess as having the least amount of luck of any other board game maybe checkers i suppose but would, would you say it's at least the most fair of the board games
2: i would yeah i would because everybody gets the same pieces you get the same Aside from starting first, there's no real advantage, you know. Everybody gets the same board to do whatever they want with and make it their own. Yeah, and I mean,
1: most other board games are designed to have some element of luck, right? Whereas,
0: like Ah.
1: chess, I would assume it seems is specifically designed to take that away and make it something else, right? A game of strategy, and you
2: know, would you say
0: it's the most fair competition? Me versus you. Is there anything else we could do that would be more fair?
1: That's a good question.
0: You know um, what I mean?
1: Well, how would I say this? A lot of it depends on experience, right? So like you're assuming we have the same level of experience here. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I, I guess, yeah, that's assuming it's like two six-year-olds that just learned how to play.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I'm guessing you beat Raiden in the first time you played.
0: Yeah, or you could naturally. have, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. So um, I don't know. Was that really the same fairness? You could have done something uh, else that was fairer. I assume.
0: So I mean, and that's not necessarily luck, but it's certainly practice is inherent bias of just having done it more. So maybe there is just no fair competition. Like, but that's the, but again, that's
1: the people thing. The game itself does not is not unfair. It's who is playing it, who's applying the thing that's happening, right?
2: And how many times you've played it, the more you play it, the better you get, you get better at responding to situations where you jack around and lose your Bishop and you have to recover from some of those things. The more you do it, the better you get at it, but it's about being exposed. I uh, guess uh, let's put it that
1: game itself is not changing. It's the people who are playing it that are.
0: If, if, if we were each given the same amount of time to prepare like three years or something, I would think that it would be the most fair because if you gave me and LeBron James, three years to prepare. And I spent every waking second dribbling and shooting a basketball. I'm not going to win. Not even close. You know what I mean? So like that, I guess it, it, in that way, it, in it's the most fair in approach. If you both put in the same amount, I feel like you would both be relatively similarly skilled, but maybe that's not even fair. Cause some people are just more minded that way.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think at a certain level it's true, but I think once you probably get to like the higher grandmaster levels, like there is something about the way, that brain works. I think that yeah. either exists in you or it doesn't, I would assume.
0: I think you're right. I, I, I can't, I can't get away from that. There, there is something that will still just some person, whoever that person is, is just going to be better. You know what I mean? It is just going to happen, I guess. That's yeah, That's wild. All right. So let me, let me try one more time. Cause I asked you this E on uh, the gambling episode. It does. <laughs> this is so stale. is As far as luck goes in the general sense, you believe in the concept of luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that fair? And you also believe in God. Yes. Does God control luck? Or at least could God, if given in a situation, could God make, you know, 20 on 20 hit for you? Or is that something that God purposely stays away from?
1: I think he could. I don't think he would. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, There's no benefit to that. And again, like if the idea is that we are made in the image of God and one of the first things we had in the garden of Eden was the freedom of choice, whether or not to eat an apple or not. I don't know why then like he would interfere. It doesn't seem in His nature then to interfere in the idea of luck or, you know, things like that that aren't that important. If he's willing to leave something like that, that big, as a choice, I don't know why everything else would be so scripted. Hmm.
0: So you're not of the the general belief that God is is making all the all activities happen, or God is you know doing things to to elicit a response. Or are you? No. Is that yeah?
1: No, no, like I, predestination that kind of thing. I'm not. I'm not there for that. Um, I I think you know we have this will that we get to use, and you know um, I think. We're designed in our nature to want to do certain things or not want to do certain things, I would say. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see God as somebody who is playing a big chess board 100% of the time.
0: Mm. I can dig that theory. God created all of this, but then kind of at least he, he rolls out a
1: ball and he says, let you play.
0: Yeah. He steps back. Yeah, exactly. They, I could dig that. And I caught myself saying he, but that's just, it's habit. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're allowed to say he, I don't give a shit. It's just, I don't believe that, but I say it anyways out of habit. Um, so would you say, man, that's, that's interesting. So what, and I, I want to phrase this in the nicest way possible because I mean, dude, you know me, I'm not trying to attack you at all. You know that. What would you say prayer does if you pray for an event and then it happens is that God's hand or was that already going to happen anyways?
1: It can be both, right? Like there's no reason. So if you want to talk about luck, like things happen and sometimes it's because we've worked really hard and we've created a situation where something good can go our way. And sometimes things just happen because they happen, right? Like Clay talked about the duality of luck, right? Yeah. Like, you know, oh, I was lucky that I met this person who was able to give me this job or something, Right. But also, I happen to have the experience to have this job, and I happen to do X, Y, or Z. I think prayer can be like that, right? Like, I think that God is perfectly capable of answering prayers on his own accord. And sometimes, you know, we need to ask for things. Like, Joe, you experience this as a parent all the time, I imagine, right? Like, sometimes you just do things for your kids because you love them and they deserve it. And sometimes they have to ask you and work for something in order to get it, right? Yeah. Why is it any different?
0: Uh, yeah, that's a great because there are days when it's like you do not deserve this, but here's ice cream anyways. Like you've been n- not awesome for days, but <laughs> I still love you, so here you go. That that's a great metaphor, bro. Like that is, that is dead on. Clay, do you mind if I uh, do? You pray? I do not. No, I do ha- not. have you ever?
2: Oh, I, I have. I've done my fair share of praying. Um, at this point in my life, I'm I'm not that much of a religious man.
0: That's, right. That's fair. That's uh, fair.
2: But I don't think there's anything wrong with voicing what you're, you know, as, especially with prayer. I mean, m- both my parents are still religious. I would say the majority of my family is very religious. Mine too. So uh, I, I'm down with it. And I, I think just voicing kind of just meant, you know, uh, wishing well for people or being thankful for things. That's what prayer has always been to me is hearing people just be thankful for stuff. So, you know, it's a, it's a chance to express gratitude and maybe some wishes for or well wishes for other people. But, I got no ill will to prayer. Um it's just not something that I do personally. Yeah, but
0: uh do, would you mind if um, I press? Do you do you believe in God? Or or anything, I, whatever that may be. I don't. No, I don't mind if you press at all. I I I I
2: obviously I grew up with you guys at Hyde Park and we we, we had the exposure that we did, but uh I I don't at this point in my life, um I I think we're just on a big old rock and we're just it's crazy. I, I it's uh, it's chaos. So uh I don't know if anybody's in control. Maybe there is. I'm open to new things. Um, you know, at, at 35, I don't think I know it all, and I hope I find out new stuff. That's kind of what I, I look for in life: is to keep learning, keep experiencing new things. But where I'm at now, I, I, I respect all religions, but for me, it's uh, there's nothing that I adhere to strictly.
0: Uh, I mean, I can't hate that. Last, well, my last question: I'm going to press you as much as you let me. What do you want to happen after you die? Now, what do you think? Because as far as I'm concerned, nobody knows. We all think something different. What do you want? To, to me personally? Yeah. like for Yeah. Well, oh. just if you got to set up all your dogs come back, you know, friends, family, all that. <laughs> Big dog probably be pretty cool, man. I has, I've had some good dogs.
2: Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, I feel like I've been fortunate in life. I have friends like you guys and I got to live a pretty cool life. If I could come back and or give something to the future generations that that's what I would like to live for my life. But honestly, my, my goal is to tread lightly, leave few marks and and just uh, enjoy while I can. <laughs> I, I, I
0: can't blame you there. That's, that's not bad at all.
2: I, I, I don't know. I, I hope maybe there's an afterlife, but I, I, I don't believe there is. I think, uh, well, I don't know, but would we'll you see. <laughs> you would want there to be, you know, best case I'm scenario. I'm open to it. Yeah. We all show sure. up and party. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I didn't ask to be born. None of us did. We just kind of showed up here, right? So uh, I think death is the next step. None of us get to know what happens until it happens, and um, it's kind of that great mystery. But um, you know, I don't fear. I don't want to die anytime soon. I'll tell you that. I love okay. life. I got a lot that I'd love to do. But when it's my time it's my time, and then we'll see what's shaking on the other side, man. Interesting. <laughs> Come around to haunt you guys for a while. <laughs>
0: We should be so lucky. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be awesome. But yeah, I, I, dude, if, if you could come back as a ghost, I'll man, pray to you. Ghost Clay would be so oh, much fun. That would be, dude, I'd be a
2: pretty relaxed
0: ghost. It'd be so much fun, but I know the first thing Clay's doing when he comes to haunt my house is eat all the marshmallows out of my Lucky Charms. I'm going to wake up like, God <laughs> damn it, Ghost Clay. Like, You've been haunted, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i love it man well uh, well yeah man i guess i don't really got much else that was that went a little deeper than i thought but i like it yeah i, I can't get over that the mentality thing is dead on it really i can't get over that because at the end of the day nothing will ever be fair between two humans no matter what i mean i, I think chess is as close as you get I, I really do but i don't think anything will ever be truly fair you know what could you conceptualize of a game or of a contest at, at all i mean other than just a coin flip I mean, I guess maybe that's what it is. Luck might be the most fair thing in a, in a truly 50, 50 game of chance. That might be the only fair thing is if we call heads or tails.
1: I mean, yeah, there is like the idea, right. That like the most fair thing is just pure chaos because it has no feelings one way or the other. And it's, it's, you know, doesn't care who you are, what you're from. It just is going to exist and do whatever it wants. But I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's curious, like, do games need to be fair? Is another question, right? Like, how important is it that everything is 100% fair? Is that reflective of life? Do games need to be that way? You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff there.
0: Yeah, so you're right, though. Because, yeah, we I mean, certainly life ain't fair. We're all, I mean, I mean, I have no issue admitting personally, like, I, I was born into a life that is better than most. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, will, I will acknowledge my own privilege. So t- for me to even be striving for fair, I have to acknowledge that I, I was granted more than I mean I don't know what percentage of the population of the world but certainly more than the majority and that's that's not fair fucking at all. so like why why did I deserve that because like clay like, I've actually seen a theory where somebody said that that before we're all born we choose who our parents are, which I think is just I, I, I mean who you know who, who's choosing to be born like in a third world country like why you know what I mean like what how you know like how does that I just I find that I find that hard but it but maybe. You know, I, I guess I don't know, but this, this concept. I don't remember, I guess. I don't remember choosing. (laughs) I wouldn't even, how would you even go about choosing? You know what I mean? Like if you were really great, Hey, here's a list of a thousand parents are all about to have kids. Like how would you even under what, like, Hmm.
1: I mean, there is, there's this theory that like your soul is always on a journey, right. And it always needs to learn some sort of lesson. And so as you constantly, I don't know, reincarnate or go back into the world. Like whatever lesson your soul needs, the life that you choose is like group chosen for you. And is specifically designed to like help improve a certain part of your overall being as a spirit. I like it. Do you believe that? I don't think so, but I don't, it's not crazy to me in that. Like, I think spirits and souls are separate things. I think that's actually a pretty common Christian teaching. So like, it's interesting at the idea that like you could have two things that are internal about you. And one is something that has to do with your religion or not with your religion, depending on what you believe. And then there's another thing that just constantly is fueling the energy of the universe.
0: Ooh. I mean, in a, in a not fully accurate way, but it's kind of like nature versus nurture. It's, you know, it, it's what part of you is permanent and what part of you is, is affected by your surroundings. Kind of. Yeah. Huh? Sure. Huh? So would you, would you genuinely be okay with just admitting that just shit ain't fair and it's never going to be? Cause like, I, I find myself all constantly trying to make it that way. Like just for, even for just my kids or between me and my wife. Like if I get a night off and go to jujitsu, then like the next time I'm like, all right, babe, you go do, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 I don't know what that is. Is that just me? Let me just start that. Do you guys feel that way? yeah, I think intrinsically people want
1: fairness for some reason. And I'm not sure why, right? Like yeah. maybe there's something built into us as human beings to be like, Oh, I should care whether or not this other person has a reasonable existence. Like maybe that's a good thing. That's part of human nature. I don't know.
0: Yeah. A question. You know what I mean? Clay, you know what I mean? Like, do you, do you do that with Alyssa? Like if, if you, if you go do something on a Monday that the Tuesday, they are like, your turn whatever, you know, like that, Yes, yeah, I think that
2: there's a give and take to things, um and that maybe that's fairness. But sometimes you know, sometimes you get, and sometimes you give. That's part of any good relationship, friendship, or otherwise. Yeah,
0: working relationship, uh, anything.
2: Yeah, so um yeah, I've always been fair-minded too, man. I, I never liked when people would cheat or shit like that. So I, I don't know if it's hardwired in us just to, yeah. to want everything to be an even playing field, so the cream can rise to the crop or or what, but. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I've always been kind of fair-minded too, and
0: that's interesting. What is that about us? I mean, it, and clearly, it's not true for everyone. There, are, there are so. I mean, and I'm sure there's instances in my life that I've not been, you know, fair. That I've been very selfish. But there are certainly some people that are far more so, and some that aren't. And maybe that's just the, the general nature that just not everybody's the same. But you, you can't, you can't expect it to be fair. I guess you, you strive for it. I think you, you try for it, but you can't expect perfection. I suppose. Hmm. Huh.
1: And like, would it be interesting if everything was fair? Like, would that be actually
0: something that is good? Hmm. I mean, I want to say yes. I want to say that if everybody, like, you know, if everybody was given the exact same, to then see what everyone would be able to do with it would be fun. I think that would be, uh, in my opinion, more interesting. than some people are given so much, and some people are given practically nothing. I mean, to to be born into a third world country where you don't have electricity, and you literally just have sticks your ceiling of what life can be is so much lower than someone born rich. I mean, someone born to, you know, like if Elon Musk ever has a kid, he might already. I don't fucking know if he does. That kid is going to be able to do so much more just simply. Do does it does and it has a weird ass name. Of course it does. Yeah. Of course it does. Ass. That's a uh, well, whatever. I, I can't judge anybody. He
2: started a city in Texas called Starbase. It's near South Padre Island. They're like near the border. Wait, wait, wait. Starbase Elon is Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Down He's by Padre to, Island. Oh, yeah. It's right on the border, man. Starbase, Texas, coming oh my at you.
0: God. <laughs> we need to go check that out, but this time not by a liter of tequila while we're walking around Mexico. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That was a long day. <laughs> a liter of tequila and so many chiclets. And my stomach was not happy at Had all. And some cigars, too. The oh, cigars were not a good shit. choice. Those yeah. Cuban cigars, man, that's what got us. <laughs> yeah, the Cubans and tequila. And wow. Was, I tell you what, that wasn't fair to my liver. Not one liver. <laughs> um, Well, yeah, good shit, y'all. Anybody out there that made it an hour in, at me at chess, chess.com. Raiden R A Y D E N two T W O Raiden Two. Hit me up and uh yeah, thanks for coming on, y'all. Yeah, man. Oh, man, man me, what you got? What you got? E, hold no, on no, 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 no. I was
1: just gonna ask, like, how's it been playing chess with your son? What's that been like for
0: dude? You? It's so much fun. I can't even like I can't even lie. It is so much fun. I have to purposefully distract myself. I have to put on like usually a game in the background. Usually lately it's just been the NBA or now to be March Madness this weekend. So I have to purposely not think two and three moves ahead because like that's not fair. You know what I mean? And one time, I think I sent, I sent that video to you guys one time I was like half trying or whatever. And he actually got me in mate. Like I've let him win plenty of times and I've won plenty of times because as soon as I let him win, he gets cocky. And so now I have to make sure like, I, anyways, he actually be and it was just, it was like, this was just wave hit me. It was like, Oh my God, he's actually learning. You know what I mean? Like he's actually pre- like, watch it. Like this is just me. It, yeah. This is just me just, just going off on tangent. Cause being a parent is weird. It's fucking wild. Like I've watched this kid not know how to. He literally didn't know how to use the toilet, and now he's beating me in chess. Like that—that is like
1: two years away from being smarter than you and hosting this podcast.
0: Like three months. Let's be real. It's 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 gonna be so good. <laughs> Y'all tune in next month. It's gonna be Raiden's podcast, and it's probably gonna be a lot more coherent. So thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate it.